Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Got a great show planned for you. Um, you ask and you shall receive. Someone slid into the DMs. Actually, two different people. One person asked this directly the other person a little more convoluted but basically it was like i need date ideas i'm boring was literally the quote and i said all right show topic it is but don't worry we're not just going to talk about summer date ideas although we are going to talk about that but gems just dating and relationship gems spread throughout the topics so uh, this show is for everyone even if you magically think you know what i'm not dating anymore what this is still ideas for you and your friends. You might say, I've been with my partner for decades. We don't go on dates anymore. My answer to you is yawn. Everyone needs to stay in the courtship cycle. People and relationships are not things that we get, own, or have. They are active systems that we participate in. It's kind of like a plant. <laughs> it's not like sneakers. Sneakers are just something we get and we have. Look, those are my sneakers. Case closed handled, done, nothing more needed. Relationships and people are like plants. Hey, is it getting enough sun over there? Do you need to open the blinds, move its position? How's the water doing? Do you need to repot it? Is, has it outgrown the size of the pot? We always have to be checking in on them and engaging them. They're active systems. So that's the first tip born out of just the topic of summer date ideas. It's to remind you to keep dating. <laughs> You know, um, maybe you're casually dating someone. Cool, let's casually date two or three people as a way to slowly move and take time to assess whether or not any of these people are individuals that we're interested in being with. Let's also remember while dating that, or even in a current relationship, because remember, a lot of these perspectives apply to those that are single, dating, or maybe married for decades and decades and decades. And here it is, ready? No one's perfect. And one of the things I find myself reminding friends and patients in my practice is that if every time there's something that we are upset or bothered by, we make an issue of it, then essentially what we are saying is we want and need perfect. You will be disappointed and frustrated and let down by certain things within your relationship or your partner. That is how it goes. We have to learn how to just 
allow some of that. We can't make an issue of everything. Having said that, paradoxically, we do need to be in relationships with people, friends, family, whatever it is, romantic, sexual, where we can say to them, hey, I do want to make some requests. We don't criticize, we make requests. Ah, look, another gem. Don't criticize, make requests. It's not, you never take the trash out. It's, hey, it would mean a lot to me if you participated more and maybe took the trash out. But we can't make an issue of everything with our partners, but we do want to be able to discuss things that are a request for change. And that doesn't mean you're trying to change the person. It's the dialectics of it all, which means opposites at the same time, that we can both accept someone for who they are and both accept that no one's perfect and we let some things go while also stepping in and making some loving requests for some things to be different because people in relationships are malleable and plastic and changeable. And we don't want to ever just say, that's how I am, that's who I am, that's how I, you know, you knew who I was was, no, we have to be able to say, hey, something hasn't been feeling good. Can we work on it? While also at times just letting some things go because we can't always be trying for perfect. I had a friend and they were always upset by everything. They had just started dating someone. They were a couple, couple months in and everything was upsetting. They don't text enough when they text. They just don't text enough in general. They're not romantic and so just a list. And I said, oh my God, first off, you don't even have to be in a relationship. You're choosing to be in one. Are there any things that you have gratitude for? Is this person someone you're even compatible with? But the bigger message was I was trying to communicate, you can't have an issue with everything. You're wanting this person to be perfect. You are truly seeking perfection. And there's going to be some things that are a disappointment or frustrating and we just allow that. This person isn't perfect, but they could still be perfect for you. We can still be compatible with someone even while recognizing that they're not doing everything the way we'd like because a lot of things are just preferences. And we've talked about that. We've done an entire show on the difference between, <clears throat> you know, preferences, disappointments and frustrations versus red flags and deal breakers. You know, deal breakers are the things that we should exit the relationship immediately. Abuse, undealt with drug and alcohol issues, verbal abuse, peace out, it's over. You know, if someone's not willing to work on themselves. Red flags are things that are problematic, but we need to get more information. We're going to keep an eye on them. And then there's disappointments, frustrations, and letdowns. And those are things we just learned how to accept. No one is going to be perfect. We can't try to fix everything. We can't be working on everything. You have to just let some things be, you know? Um, and again, we're talking about summer date ideas. <laughs> but I guess first we're just talking about what the heck are relationships? What are they supposed to be about? A lot of people don't realize that, you know? They're not really aware of what this thing is that they're trying to be a part of or pull off. So we'll be talking about that. And of course, y'all, you know the drill. We'll be doing some DMs. So if you got a question for us, topic you want us to hit, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page and past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because it's all about that repetition. We got a lot more to come though. So stick around. Don't go anywhere, y'all. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right y'all we're back talking about summer date ideas but we're also talking about just relational skills and perspectives um (laughs) a little personal story so i was in a relationship once with someone who um liked a lot of uh, shiny things. And I don't mean that in terms of materialism. I mean, they like shiny objects. They like newness and novelty. They loved dynamicism, always wanted to be doing something. But they weren't very creative. And uh, the the burden was often forced upon me to entertain us both. Hey, I'm bored. Come up with something for us to do, essentially, was what was directly and indirectly often said. And I would say, um, I'm over here content with what I'm up to. I'm reading. I'm writing. I'm watching something. I have, I'm going to head out to whatever. Um, hey, but if you know you want to be entertained, come up with something you'd like to do. And I'd love to participate that in, in that with you. You know, it's like we're allowed to hand the ball back. So I don't know if you're in one of those relationships where you're always expected to be the uh, party planner or the you know social calendar organizer. Some people love that. Some people do it for themselves. Some people were forced into that position and burnt out by it. I was. Um, but someone in the DMs was talking about how boring they are and you know were wondering about date ideas. And I was like, well, I'll do a segment on it. I'm not just going to, you know, because a lot of things people ask about in the DMs aren't things that I can just sit there all day long, you know, feeding back to them. It becomes a topic for the show. And then as they say, everyone gets to learn, you know, let's make it a learning moment for all the listeners, everyone. So, but earlier in the show, prior to this segment, last segment, um, (laughs) I was just talking about the fact that relationships are active systems, always requiring participation in them, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I was really focusing more on the fact that nothing's going to be perfect. 
And there's got to be some disappointments and frustrations that we just accept and allow. And that's hard for some people. They want to talk about everything. They want to work on everything. Everything should be improved. That's exhausting. Um, that's optimization culture, hustle culture. That's self toxic self-improvement culture. No, we want to be aware of what our work is, but we can not always be trying to, you know, um, we can't always be trying to address every, as I said, frustration and disappointment and letdown in our partner. It will burn them out. Um, they will not feel cared for. And again, you're also not operating from the idea that like nothing's going to be perfect. Good enough is what we're looking for. Um, <clears throat> so talking about summer date ideas, and it really depends on where you live, but uh, summer essentially tends to be warm for a lot of us. Um, music or concerts, you know, that's, what's, that's I've shared that on this show before. That's what's been really meaningful for me is really sitting um, and, and, and philosophically looking at our relationship to music and the intersections of music and mental health and how it's a really undervalued and under-discussed topic. Yeah, there's people that do have degrees in music therapy, art therapy, but also specifically music therapy. I think that's so fascinating. That never really got a lot of traction in the wider world, but um, I use music constantly as a way to really kind of um, work with my moods. Because that's the other thing I'm, I'm trying to get people to be more familiar with is the idea that we need to think about our thinking and think about our feelings and not just buy into them and get swallowed up by them and infected with them, but to really see them as these things that sit next to us. And we look at them and say, hi, what do I think about that? Is that appropriate? Is that too intense? Is that too extreme? Um, is that really rooted in reality? No, okay, then let me change my thinking or let me change my relationship to whatever feelings or emotions I'm having right now. Very few people know how to work with their emotions. Um, if something makes us mad, off, off we go. You know, if we're thinking a thought, we never really sit with and interrogate it. And that's important. Um, I want us to really look at our relationship to everything in our lives. That was the topic of another show, looking at the coping mechanisms that we might have developed during pandemic and deciding which ones we need to kind of leave behind, which ones we need a little time and space away from. Um, we're always looking at our relationship to things, you know, our relationship even to relationships. I'm working with a good number of people that aren't really seeking relationship right now. They're tired, they're burnt out by life in general, uh, maybe not feeling great about, you know, who they are in the world right now. Because remember, as I always say, you know, when we're showing up to relationship or romance or sexuality or something social, we're very much having to feel good about ourselves, that which we are presenting and bringing to everyone, us. And a lot of us are feeling a little beat up and bruised as a result of what's going on, job loss, insecurity, what's happening politically. People are tired and drained and it requires energy. You know, remember, energy is an important thing that we don't pay attention enough. We don't pay enough attention to. That's how you say that. And what I mean by that is uh, a client the other day was discussing how, you know, they're saying, Dr. Chris, late at night, it's when it's very hard for me to hold myself accountable to whatever goals I might have set or whatever relationship I have to alcohol or food or whatever it is. And I said to her, yeah, it's an energy issue, actually. It's not really a mental health thing. It's energy. We have to have energy to hold boundaries. We have to have energy to deal with impulse control. We have to have uh, energy to really go up against ourselves and say, you know, what do I want my relationship to be with whatever it is we're talking about? During the day, we have that energy, and that's why we can be a little more thoughtful with whatever our goals are or expectations of ourselves. But at the end of the day, we're tired, we're burnt out, and that's why parents get a little maybe rougher or harsher with the kids. Might be when you get a little snappier with your partner. Might be when you're participating a little more so than you're comfortable with in terms of how late you're staying up or you know food or alcohol or drugs because we're tired. <laughs> so all bets are off, and that's part of that. And that's why... 
when we're talking about relationships and relationality, it's a bummer that a lot of times your partner and your friends get your leftovers. That work gets all your best energy. You wake up and go to the office all day long and during the week. And then your partner and your family, they get whatever's left over at night after you're drained, depleted, burnout. And then weekends arrive and you're burnout from the week. And so we're always giving that which is the most important parts of our lives, relationality and joy and pleasure and rest gets our sloppy, sloppy seconds. And then tack on that housework and whether or not you go to the gym or a fitness class or an art class or whatever it is. We have to reorient that, which is why, you know, we talked about this a little bit. We're not going to get into it too much, but that's why I'm a fan of us working on a four-day work week, uh, not, you know, dealing with work emails and phone calls after hours and people setting better boundaries, working less, working from home if you can. A lot of industries realize we don't need an office. So all these things that kind of recenter our lives. Um we're going to come back though. We're going to keep talking about date ideas and dating in this current climate. You know, things are different. That's what another client asked me the other day as well. Is everyone else experiencing what I'm experiencing? And I'm like, yes, it's different. All that goes on around us finds its way into this topic as well. Stick around more to come. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, we're back and we're just looking at uh, how dating, love, sex, relationality has kind of shifted and changed as a result of the current socio-political moment and climate and also uh, kind of talking about this big constellation of things. And we're talking about, you know, general date ideas for the summer. The first one I was saying is like, go see some live music. A lot of people live in areas where there's outdoor stuff, you know, cover bands, live bands. You know, we're still in a pandemic, so I don't recommend being around crowds, especially not indoors. Anything I'm doing that's around other people, I'm taking space, I'm outside, I'm paying attention how close others are, wearing a mask at times. So be thoughtful about all that. But then we're also just talking about love, how that's a great date idea. It's also a great way to introduce yourself to someone you know if you choose to see to such music is a little more profound than just like this is what i like to listen to it's like oh my our identity is tied to it it can trigger and remind us of memories positive and negative times with our family um stories like and that's why i love it as a way to introduce someone to your life here's the music i like this is the soundtrack to my life that's why music is so stunning it literally is the sounds it's the landscape right the backdrop it is woven within it takes us back to better days, worse days. It generates an emotion in our body. It can uplift us. It can drop us down deeper into something. But what a beautiful way to introduce yourself to someone. Here's why I like what I listen to. Um, if you're very thoughtful about it, and I want us to get a little more mindful, we are quite mindless. And people say, oh, I just like it because I do. Oh my God, be more intimate, be more vulnerable. Why? Every song or band I'm into, there's a story or a reason. What part of me is it connecting to? What part of me is it communicating? Um, what what element of me is it communicating from? You know, and, and, and that's what's so beautiful. Like some of my favorite bands, there's reasons why. Uh, one of my all-time favorite bands, will always be Fleetwood Mac um, and Stevie Nicks as a solo artist because I was raised in a household where that was always playing and it's related to really beautiful times. And as a family, we would often go see the shows together. And even when I was living on the West Coast, we'd meet sometimes in the Midwest together to see some shows, really beautiful. And so that takes me back. And so to take someone I'm in a relationship with or newly dating to maybe a Fleetwood Mac or a Stevie Nicks concert, or even just if the music comes on, it's a way I can bring them into that and say, hey, here's why this is meaningful. What a beautiful way of building vulnerability and intimacy. Whether or not you like the music, you go to witness this part of someone else's life. Remember, that's what 
dates can be about. Sometimes it's just about fun. It's also about the importance of shared experience, which hopefully I'll remember to circle back and talk about again in a second. But it's also a way to witness and participate in someone else's life. It doesn't always have to be about you. You know, sometimes it's someone demonstrating and bringing you in. It's letting them essentially in some form let you kind of poke around in their in their life. And so ask those questions. Why do you love that band? What does it remind you of? Who does it remind you of? How does it make you feel? How do you feel when you're listening to this? What a beautiful way for you to get to know someone and them to get to know you. And then, like I said earlier, it's a shared experience, which is what we need dates to be centered in. Things where we are both having the same experience at the same time and we're accessible during it so we can discuss and share and process, right? Versus separate experiences. Um, and it gets you out of the house because there's also something important for couples, especially the longer they're together, to have new experiences together. Again, we tend to get very patterned and habited, habited, I can't say that. We tend to fall very much into habits and get very comfortable with familiarity. And this is a really great way to see ourselves differently, but also our partner. Um, such beautiful stuff. And sometimes these um, music events are like festivals and you can kind of even bring more. Another date idea that, I don't know about this one. I think they, they went a little too far. They were like, camping trip. Yeah, camping trip could be a date, but in theory for me, uh, I'm gonna need that to be more relationally driven in terms of a date. Like I'm not gonna go camping with someone I'm dating. So I found that one to be kind of a little odd, a little off. Some of these ideas are like bananas, but um, Again, I do like the idea of a couple being placed together in a new environment with new experiences. And also sometimes that vulnerability, you know, of going and doing something that's not familiar to either partner is a beautiful way to witness the vulnerability within a partner who maybe is always very much about control and power. Um, you know, kind of shifting that up, seeing different sides of them. I love that. Um, but there's other versions of that, just going hiking, going for walks. And that's what I think I love about romances. It can really be honored anywhere and dates can be anything. Um, they don't have to be things that require money to be spent or a lot of travel. They don't even require dressing up. It's just about two people going out of their normal structure of being at home or whatever and going and having a shared experience in a new novel space and place. And I love that. I think the more romantic ones are often the simpler ones. Um, I don't believe that the time or money spent is what adds meaning and value. It's the intent and the interest in just spending time together. That's why I get so grossed out by the materialism and ego and fragility of people that make a big deal about how big or how expensive a wedding or you know an engagement ring is or a wedding. Like grow up. Like you're really devaluing the human experience when you make it about materialism, which we're too materialist as a culture anyway. And that's a, that's a red flag or a deal breaker in my book. But these things, romance is supposed to be simple and beautiful and supposed to make us feel good. It's not supposed to be tied to a price tag, you know? All right, coming up next, we're going to be doing some uh, DMs and then we're going to get back to it. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back. Now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, my sister and I had different childhoods growing up. I was always more outgoing, and therefore my aunts and uncles and cousins all liked me a little bit more. Ah, that's not nice. Oy, I hate that we, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with introversion and social anxiety. <laughs> 
Uh, get defensive. Anyway, so uh, back to your question. Congrats, everyone loves you. Uh, you said my sister was quiet and reserved and didn't really play with us. Again, nothing wrong with that. That was me. Spur, your, your sister's more contemplative, more reflective, more internally focused. A lot of people that focus externally, it's, it's an act of not wanting to sit with self or be with self. Sometimes we're constantly chasing stimulation because we don't know how to just sit. That's like those people that don't know how to not just... Anyway, we'll come back to that on another day. I don't want to get off on a topic about introversion versus extroversion. Neither's neither's pathological is my point. They're, you know, anyway. Uh, so your sister was reflective and contemplative. Awesome. As we've grown older, my sister has started to resent the way I am. And she's not hiding it anymore. But that's because of, listen to what you're saying though. You reinforce and help create that by saying things like, I was always more outgoing and therefore everyone liked me more. No, people didn't like you because you were more outgoing. They liked you for other reasons. Um, and just because your sister's more introverted, it doesn't mean she's less likable. Introversion isn't about likability. It's about liking more depth and intimacy in our conversations and time with people. A lot of extroverted outgoing people actually don't have any social awareness and talk at people and vomit on people emotionally. And that doesn't make you more likable. And you carrying that framework forward is probably be making you maybe a little obnoxious or self-righteous. You don't sound that likable when you talk like that. So I just want to kind of call that out. Um, so I understand why she resents you. You think that you're better because you're more outgoing. That's not okay. Uh, we barely have a relationship now because she's always hated that I was more popular than her. Again, <laughs> I'm listening to your word choice. Um, congratulations, you were more social and maybe had more people in your life. But again, that doesn't mean you were more popular. I'm sure there's some people that have issues with you. Um, you said she refuses to get therapy to address her feelings towards me. And I told her that I don't want to change because who I am, because she thinks I'm, yeah, I mean, look, you don't need to change, but neither does she. And her having resentment at you thinking that you're better than her because you're more outgoing and gregarious doesn't mean she requires therapy. That's not a mental disorder or mental illness to be frustrated with someone being self-righteous. So I'm going to, I just want you to put that in check a little bit. Maybe be more like your sister. Maybe you're a little bit much to take and she doesn't really enjoy being around you. And maybe if you softened and had more introspection and were able to, you know, sit with yourself more, she'd enjoy being around you. Don't be so quick to identify your sister as the patient who needs therapy and to change. Maybe you do. You're, you're somehow coming at this question as though you're right and she's wrong. And I don't agree with that. I would, I'd rather spend more time with your sister than with you because your sister and me would have deep, honest, vulnerable conversations. Um, I don't enjoy really outgoing, extroverted, gregarious people because, again, they tend to not actually know how to have deep intimacy. They kind of bulldoze over that and like a lot of attention and want to hold everyone's attention. So maybe be more like your sister. Maybe try to better understand what this is about instead of just pathologizing her and, and thinking as though she needs to be like you. In fact, there's a lot of cultures that think Americans are very obnoxious because of that and they value quiet and more introversion. So... I think you're kind of a part of keeping that system alive. So maybe, maybe work on that. And that's what I want everyone on the show to know. Like we have to be a little more self-reflective. We're a little too quick to point the finger at everyone around us. Like people thinking everyone they've dated is a narcissist. And it's like, but you keep dating these individuals and maybe it's something about you and it's not them because you're the common denominator in all these ongoing problematic relationships. Um, right. We have to get better at working with ourselves and identifying issues within ourselves. And I think there's a little bit of that in this. So your sister doesn't need therapy <clears throat> and I don't know if she has resentment. Maybe she just doesn't enjoy your personality style. So maybe sit down and have more of a loving, calm conversation with her. 
All right, y'all. If you got a DM first, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. That's topics, that's questions, that's things you want us to hit, circle back to, drop deeper into. Uh, we want to give you what you want, you know? I don't know if that's still any restaurant slogans. Times are different now. And uh, past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share, because it's all about that unlearning and relearning. We know how that drill goes, and uh, we need that. We definitely need uh, better influences around us. My heart breaks every time I scroll through Instagram and see the crap everyone's looking at. Stick around, though. We got some more crap to come. <laughs> JK, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're talking about summer date ideas as an entry point and a jumping off point, but really talking about some relational dating stuff. I kind of like how it works like that. You know, I get a lot of my inspiration from these very generalized topics. Um... These aren't mind-blowing, but two people had slid into my DMs talking about thinking that they were really boring date-wise and wanting some ideas. And I thought, all right, let's tailor it to the summer because here we are. I was joking and earlier saying, oh, summer's coming when I was doing some of the teases. And I was like, oh, no, we're here. I'm so out of touch with <laughs> what month it is. Uh, we were talking about concerts and music, uh, camping trips. I watch way too many horror movies to feel completely comfortable with camping. You know, that's something I've never done. Someone tried to um, indirectly shame me for that. They're like, how have you never found time to camp? And I was like, I don't know. I was doing multiple doctoral programs, uh, tons of media, writing multiple books. Kind of had my hands full. But good, good on you for having time to go uh, roll around out in the back, back garden wherever people camp <laughs> the mountains the hills i really don't know where people camp that was my follow-up question i was like where do you actually go um i know joshua tree people camp or zion can you camp at zion or is that just hiking see i don't even know but i watched too many horror movies and um, my thought was i need a satellite phone because you know you don't have service in case something happens i'm gonna need a weapon because i certainly don't trust being in the middle of nowhere with people so i'm gonna need some kind of weapon to protect ourselves tons of food for days longer than we're actually going to be there see can't take me anywhere but i think that could be really sweet for someone who's been in a relationship for a long period of time with someone it's all about new experience right we talk all the time about shared experiences it's also important to have new experiences different sides of us and different parts of us come out bigger than that i think it could be really sweet to be in different kinds of environments where there's things to focus on and talk about, but there's also some sense of reflection, contemplation, and solitude. Uh, we focus so much on the external. We love having things to entertain us, but what happens when we remove those things and we're really just kind of left with ourselves or our partner? It's also a really good way to assess compatibility. What is it like when we're left just soul to soul, person to person, brain to brain? Do we have things to talk about? Uh, we've talked about it on the show where sometimes we have intimacy phobia and people keep it very superficial or they're hyper introverted and you see them awkwardly sitting at a table together in silence. And again, not that comfortable, familiar silence, but that we don't really know how to talk or have much to talk about. It's because no one's willing to push on their edges and step into their anxiety and no one's really in those moments sometimes willing to drop deeper. Now, what's really great is we have these amazing card games. Um, you can find them online, but there's also card games themselves you can purchase where they have really um, thoughtful prompts that you can ask each other to drop into some deeper conversation. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, we plan things, we have things to look forward to. We can have things that assist us in creating the kind of experience we want, right? If you have a birthday party or a barbecue, you don't just say, oh, well, we're just going to leave it up to um, whatever it is we create. You you plan food and maybe music or a playlist. And some people do a whole place setting. There's nothing wrong with planning a date where you also bring cards or have a couple questions ready to go that really prompt some deeper conversation. There's nothing less authentic about that. I think that's actually part of a beautiful curated experience. I've brought um, different kinds of card games like that to different friend events or parties or holidays. And we go around and we talk about that. Hey, if you were ever to get to be on the cover of a magazine, what magazine would you want it to be and what for? What a beautiful way for us to talk about or express a different part of ourselves. Um, I personally can't handle sitting around listening to people talk about watching, you know, crap television. I, you know, or bad pop music. I, I don't listen to either these reality shows or, or, you know, the current top artists. I don't participate in pop culture like that. So I don't find a lot of value in that. I like more reflective, contemplative, transformative things. So yeah, I'm the person that, that there's a meme that went around. I was like, oh, that's so me. And it was like, let's talk about aliens and our dreams and kombucha. And I was like, yes. Um, anyway, I digress. <laughs> Little, you'd be shocked to know that we're talking about summer date ideas, believe it or not. Um, another one that I thought was really beautiful, and I love this as well. Wait for it. Plan a dinner using only farmer's market finds. Now, of course, some people are limited by that. So maybe here it's said as plan a dinner. But I also think there's something really awesome about going together to get the ingredients, maybe local shopping, farmer's market, whatever it could be, and then coming back and preparing it together. Again, shared experiences, new experiences, something wholesome. And then you sit down and you eat it together. What a beautiful date idea, preparing meals together, preparing experiences together. I love that. Again, brings out different parts of our side, our, ourselves. And as you're noticing, all these things are very low cost or cheap. The most important, meaningful things often are. We don't have to spend a lot to let someone know that you value them or to create a beautiful shared experience. Um, check out, you know, things that are local to your city and uh, free events. Summer's coming. Lots of free events. Um, all right. Uh, coming up late in the show, we'll be doing DMs. So, you know, the drill, if you got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to hit, drop deeper into, circle back to past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen and share because we know that the quality of our mental health is what? Rooted in the quality of our practice. So if you're not really working on or practicing anything, then you're not doing any meaningful transformative work. You know, that's how it goes, y'all. All right, we'll be back, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we're back. Talking about some cute dating ideas and folding and weaving into that, some dating relational gems. So, you know, again, I always pull this from different resources, but um, I shared with you before the break the one about using farmer's market finds ready for a little pro tip caveat that they added. They said, you know, go with your partner, get the ingredients, come home, cook together. It's a whole thing. And I was like, ah, it's kind of sweet. Then they threw in a zinger at the end. And I was like, I don't know about all this one. They said, want to make it more challenging? Both you and your date can surprise each other with a secret ingredient that the other must use for part of their meal. I think someone's watching way too much cooking reality TV. 
Uh, I would never want that. That sounds horrible. Yes, I've learned slowly how to cook plant-based stuff. Amazing. I love it. I cook from scratch pretty much everything I eat at home. Yeah, who is this guy? I used to hate cooking. I was intimidated by it, had no interest in it, didn't enjoy it if I ever found the need to have to, you know? And then I think I was telling you all that I found out I have some heart issues, um, also issues with high blood pressure and didn't want to go on medication. So I said, let me try if I can change my diet. And in looking at the foods I was eating, I was eating two to three times the recommended amount of sodium. Heart disease is the number one killer in the world. It's linked to diet. We need to get the sodium out of our diet. Anything you eat at a restaurant or at a supermarket is loaded with sodium. In fact, often, as I said, more than you should have for the day, sometimes in your one meal. That is scary. I just start cooking at home to avoid that much sodium because when I started looking at the numbers, I was horrified. In fact, there's a lot of different regulatory bodies that are trying to reach out to the food company saying, hey, can you chill out on the sodium? You're literally killing people. So, you know, cooking for me became mandatory for my health. It worked. My blood pressure often is in the normal range. That's great. Helping my heart along as well because I have heart issues and a lot of people in my family have passed from heart attacks. So what am I doing? I don't drink alcohol for a multitude of reasons. Plant-based diet, it's the only diet we know to prevent and reverse heart disease. Plant-based diet has literally no cholesterol. There's no cholesterol in the animal kingdom. Also lower saturated fat and the low sodium thing. I know. See what happens when you start to really kind of grab your health. And that's not about food phobia or disordered eating. This is facts. Like I don't want to die from my, you know, lack of heart health and it's in my family. That's why it's important to also find out about your family history. Anywho, my point being is I was someone used to hate cooking. Now I love it. I find the value in it. I enjoy it. You know, I seek out interesting recipes and interesting flavors and cuisines and I complicate it by trying to make sure it's low sodium, which really just means leaving the salt out and your mouth and your taste buds and your, you know, you know, joy of eating kind of shifts and changes and updates. But anyway, there it is. Okay. So, um, we are not necessarily playing the secret ingredient game, but that doesn't mean you can't still have fun cooking together. Also road trips. I've never done a road trip either. Tonight's show is the revealing of a lot of things I've never done. I've never done that though, but I love how they kind of posed it. They're like, look, go on a road trip. It's about the music. It's about the conversation. It's about the scenery. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Sometimes it's about going there, turning around and coming back, finding, you know, those amazing roadside attractions. Like I love things like this, but here's the bigger point. Sometimes these are litmus tests. If you're saying to yourself, I can't imagine enjoying being in a car like that with my partner, you got a bigger problem to address. You don't enjoy time with your partner or one or both of you are very dysregulated and don't know how to deal with difficulty, complexity in a meaningful way so as to not disrupt the other. So think about that. Could you imagine going on a road trip with this person? The answer is no. <laughs> Try to make bigger meaning out of that. Is this someone that maybe you should be in a relationship with at all then? Could you imagine, you know, as I said with the other things, going and cooking with this partner? Could you imagine camping with this partner? And if the answers are consistently no, is it because you don't enjoy time with them? Is it because you don't trust their ability to show up and find joy in these new environments? Is it because, like I said, they're dysregulated and don't know how to manage their emotions when they're frustrated, disappointed? There's a lot in that. So face that, maybe even talk to your partner about that. You know, I heard this on Loveline, you know, these date ideas. And I was thinking about how we aren't even compatible enough to be able to pull those things off. Whenever we've tried, we've one of us or both of us have had meltdowns or fights. Can we raise our level of functioning? 
<laughs> can we try to be better? Can we get into some couples therapy, individual therapy? Let's be able to actually participate in the world. You know, that's what's so interesting about these topics is it's not always about writing them down as good ideas to do. It's about the meaning you make out of the fact that you can't or won't or couldn't pull it off with someone. Look at that. Look at that. Um, some of these things were really adorable though. City walking tours. I've also never done one of those. A bicycle tour. I've also never done one of those. Um, kayaking, paddle boarding. I've kayaked. I've kayaked. Um, but again, it depends. If you're by the water, wow. Tons of things you can do. If you're by the canyons or the mountains, tons of things you can do. Again, ask yourself why maybe you're not participating in these things or with the person you're with. Then they got into sporting events. I thought that was kind of interesting. I've, of course, done those. Well, not of course, but those can be very interesting as well. You know, again, some of this is about the other person. Sometimes you don't enjoy these things, but you do it because of the... Um, joy you feel when you see your partner happy or participating in things that are meaningful to them. You know, it doesn't always have to be about us. We're not always going to be with people that have the same interests, you know, but part of being in a relationship is putting yourself out in service of the needs of the other or the happiness of the other. There's something really beautiful in that. Be willing to do that. And if not, again, ask yourself, what is that about? What does that tell me about myself? Or what does that tell me about my relationship or my partner that I'm not willing to take time to participate in things that are important, fun, or meaningful for them? Again, another great assessment tool, litmus test. And then you got to sit with the answer to that. You know, what do you want to do about that revelation? I've had that, you know, sometimes we're compatible in some contexts, not other ones. Depends. All right, we'll be back. We're going to talk more about this and then uh, we'll be closing out the show with some DMs. So questions, topics, bam, bam, drop them in there. Got answers for you as we're helping you out. We're helping someone else out. Always anonymous, always confidential. Someone else is wondering what you're wondering. So put them in there. Nothing too big, nothing too small. Uh, stick around though, more to come. You are listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We will be right back. Stick around. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're talking about summer date ideas, but really, really secretly we're dropping some relational dating gems and also learning about ourselves and our partners and our relationships based on the things we would want to do with someone or wouldn't. You know, what a scary concept that you're in this committed long-term monogamous relationship with someone, but you couldn't imagine really enjoying camping with them, going out to try new food, hiking, or really leaving the house with them. Yikes. Do something about that. You know, have a, have a really important adult conversation, you know? Um, I thought this one was kind of cute. Uh, try new cuisine. I, I once knew a group of friends that every Friday night would go try a different restaurant, always a different restaurant. It wasn't so much about different cuisine. It was more about the restaurant, but I think there's something really kind of cute in that always checking out a, you know, a new kind of food or a new restaurant. There's so many different kinds of cuisines and a lot of people tend to be really habited. I can't, I cannot conjugate that word. People tend to be caught in habits and uh, really stick with what's familiar and known. In fact, think about how many times you go to the same couple restaurants and order the exact same thing. Isn't that wild? Full menu. You love what you get. Other people are eating other things. Probably pretty good. Maybe you get a thing or two, but generally it's the same thing. I was thinking about that the other night. Maybe it's just me, but I was like, I tend to get the same stuff at the same places. Um, there's a wealth of different cuisines. And when I was younger, luckily I was raised with a, uh, raised in a family where we had the means and the interest in traveling a lot and trying different cuisines. And I got to try all different kinds of flavors and um, ingredients and styles. And I loved it. And it really, really, really opened me up. 
and um, different flavor profiles. So thankful. I find American food itself quite drab and boring. My favorite, you know, my favorite foods are definitely not American. Um, but that's a different, you know, there's a way to do it. Try different cuisines. Uh, someone also put on the list of date ideas for the summer skydiving. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Have never and uh, don't intend on it. Anything that feels life-threatening, I don't find joy in that. I don't. Uh, things like amusement parks kind of sounds miserable. The summer's a little too warm and a little too crowded in my mind for that, especially with COVID and God knows what else is coming. Um, outdoor fitness, yeah, yeah, who knows? Anything else interesting in this? Stargazing, oh, it's so beautiful and romantic. I love that. Um, couple sports. You know, they're things we've heard of, but again, what I really love is that they're all very low cost, if not free, the bulk of the ones. I love this one as well, picnic. Uh, I just had one of those with some friends over the weekend. Everyone brought a different kind of food, had a whole spread, brought music. It was beautiful. It was so fun. It, it sometimes takes very little to be entertaining. It's just about creating a different kind of experience than what you traditionally have. Um, mini golf. I think there's something adorable about going back to the kinds of things that we like to do as teenager or kid, teenagers or, or kids, you know, um, miniature golf, bowling, roller skating, those things are adorable. And the, the minute you step into like a roller skating rink or bowling alley, oh, smiles. No one's unhappy at a bowling alley. <laughs> no one's unhappy when they're roller skating. Uh, escape rooms. I've done one of those. I wasn't such a fan. I found it kind of distracting. It was it was very focused. Um, there wasn't a lot of room for fun. That was my take on it. Couples massages. Yeah, I don't know. If I'm going to get naked and touched, that's pretty erotic for me. Um, so I skew more of the erotic stance on things like that. Um, touch and nudity for me is always erotic. Sorry, nudists. Nudity is erotic for me, and I like keeping it that way. I get into interesting debates with naturalists and nudists when I say that, but that's how I see it. I don't want nakedness, nakedness and nudity to get habituated and familiar. I like it to be something that's you know, really prioritizes erotics and keeps it that way. It's a conversation for another show. I thought this was great volunteering together. Wow. That's a double whammy. You know what I mean? Doing something meaningful as, as a couple, but then also helping, you know, create some shift and change on a macro level. Um, boat rides, farmer's markets, those come up a lot. It really depends on location where you live, flea market. You know, again, it's really about the person you're with and these are backdrops to your spending time together you know, cherry, strawberry picking. I mean, you know, again, these really depend on where you're at, but, um, y'all can do the Googling. I think what's more important is just making sure to prioritize your relationship. Remembering that constantly creating new shared experiences is important. And if you're feeling kind of flat or bored in your relationship, try to challenge it and shake it up by making some changes. Don't assume that shift and transformation aren't possible because they always are. It's just, we get into patterns and habits. We love things that are familiar and comfortable and that could be the death of excitement, right? That's also how it works with, uh, sex, uh, between partners, you know, new and novels, what, what will always kind of steal the show for us. So, you know, whatever you keep important remains important, you know, so keep focusing on it. Keep challenging. I'll come up with more ideas for y'all. We'll do another version of this for the winter. We'll do winter date ideas. Um, coming up next, 
DMs come, uh, those come from our Level Energy page. Put your questions in there, topics, questions, all that good stuff, because that's where a lot of this comes from. You know, you ask and you will receive. We want to make sure that these things are relevant and you're getting your needs met. It's all about making sure you're getting your needs met. So put your questions and your topics in the DMs on our Level Energy page or things you want us to circle back to, drop deeper into, or maybe even hit again. I love circling back and hitting topics again. Um, and uh, we are Channel Q, uh, we are channelq.com. It's where you want to go to check out past episodes. Stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q in Odyssey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right. Um. This one's to say, Dr. Chris, can you please go into what exactly imposter syndrome is? I think I'm getting it confused with the idea that people mold into what they're around versus people who are pretending to be something they aren't. What a thoughtful question. I really like that. Um, remember, uh, you know, these terms like, you know, narcissism, imposter syndrome, they're, they're metaphors. They're not actual people. And a lot of people's behaviors will partially fit into the, de the definitions, partially not. And, you know, <clears throat> again, remember when someone says something like, and again, I'm going to be very broad and narrow it down. People say something like men or gay people. It's like, well, that's a very diversified category. So even if we took a group of people that are all depressed or all self-identified as alcoholics, there's not much commonality between them because we think intersectionally. Their, their race in, impacts that. Like a black alcoholic versus a white alcoholic is very different and moving th through the world in different ways. And their problematic relationship with alcohol is driven by very different things. One person's alcohol, like people that are, exploited and marginalized identities a lot of time their problematic drug and alcohol use is is because of the world that they'll live in and they're trying to deal with <clears throat> living in a white supremacist racist culture or homophobic and transphobic culture and so drinking is a way to feel safe existing by kind of watering down some of the impact or even awareness of the world that they have to live in or it's an attempt to find joy or transcend that and that's why i get frustrated when they say things like alcohol is a disease no it's not for a lot of people it's a coping mechanism for others it's a trauma response for some people it's a defensive mechanism other people it's social social learning theory for some people it's an attachment injury um these differences matter they really really do so 
what imposter syndrome might mean for one person might be very distinct for someone else. Often it's about people not feeling as though they really are what they're seen to be. It, it, often it's about people not really feeling like they can fulfill an expectation. A lot of times it's about people feeling like they don't belong where they are. So it might be that it's just a recreation of them never really feeling like they fit in and they don't fit in anywhere. And so it's really just about them never feeling part of. For other people, it might be honest that they should feel imposter syndrome because they really don't have the ability or skill set that's required or that they said they have. So it's really more about what is going on with this person and what is driving this issue. Um, and then you said, because the idea that some people mold into what they're around, we do. We're very much impacted by the people we spend time around and the environments we're around. We dress like them. We talk like them. We have similar values and ethics, which is why I'm always advocating for us to be very, very, very thoughtful about who we spend time around and that we're as healthy as those that we're around. And we live in a culture that's all about conformity. You know, everyone wants to be like and doing what everyone else is doing. It is not a surprise that I go into the gym and every couple months there's a new trend that everyone in there is doing. Like now we're dying our hair blonde again. So now I'm going in and everyone's got blonde hair. They're doing that to fit in. And at one point it was all about wearing one earring only. And then I go to the gym and everyone's got one earring. In. And it's like, it, you know, everyone wants to just fit in and be like everyone else. We really don't value difference and diversity and creativity. And even mental health is uh, a part of that. We pathologize difference. And we really try to say mental health is about statistical norms. And if you're too fast or too slow, you have a disorder. If you communicate differently, you're autistic and broken and need to be fixed. Like everything in our diagnostic manual is shaming, shaming difference, shaming exceptionality, shaming intensity. Don't be too big. Don't be too small. Don't be too fast. Don't be too slow. Um, don't think too quick. Don't think too slow. Don't be too happy. Don't be too sad. It's just policing and policing and policing. And the work is really about just be your authentic, dynamic, creative self. And imposter syndrome is something we should also get rid of because, <laughs> you know, a lot of times it's important to not fit in. Ingenuity is what really creates change in the world. Rebellion is what progresses and pushes us forward. Innovation and creativity come from challenging norms, right? That's where dynamicism and growth lives is outside the margins of normality. And so that's what I want us to validate more. So definitely got off topic, but I liked where that took us. <laughs> so I hope you got something out of that. If you've got a DM for us, I'll try to be more targeted next time. Put it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions, topics, things you want us to hit, circle back to, um, because they're often good jumping off points, if nothing else. And then past episodes of the show is always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share because we got to unlearn and then relearn because the world is definitely not handing us the kind of thought processes that we need to really be internalizing. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, so join us then. Y'all be kind. Stick around. Love each other. Um, always, thanks for hanging out. Enjoy the rest of your night, y'all. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, 
including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 